Here we go. Episode number 62, No Laugh Track, Acme Comedy's podcast. This is Justin Severson. And the last time I was here with this cat, with this guest, pardon me, Sean Patton, he mocked my name saying how Scandinavian it sounded. And we're in Minnesota. You know, it's funny is I was just about to do that again. I was about to go. And wow, that is such a snap. <laughs> Severson. Well, I, I, I noticed there's a lot of Seversons. So is that, is that it? Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of Andersons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Minnesota, but there's also a lot of Indian people here as well. You uh, which which Indian? <laughs> like the like like um, the tech. Yes. Indi- like the uh, I, 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 is it the do- I, the doctors? You mean the doctors? Yes. Yeah. Um, the ones that weren't murdered by our ancestors. That's right. I'm not. Why is there such a large Indian population here? Is it just the university? The schools? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yep. That's uh. All right. There you go. Find do- find doctors as well. I'm telling you. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I'm I, sure. I'm sure. I, I've I've only had surgery once, and I never met the doctor. Probably was an Indian dude because I feel pretty good. Just assume it is. Yeah, I'm just gonna assume it was an Indian dude. <laughs> yeah, is that racism? Oh, you just assume your doctor's Indian? It's like, well, is that bad? You just assume if you did a good job and you survived and there's no scarring. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I made a joke. You know how if you ever you see this in a lot of major cities. I'm sure you've probably seen it here in Minneapolis. Sometimes you will see Asian people with like uh, surgical masks on in the street. Mm-hmm. And I once was like, why is that? Is that because <clears throat> Asians are so smart that they are just ready to perform surgery at any given moment? <laughs> like someone in front of them falls down, breaks something, like, hold on, I got this. <laughs> and, and like, someone, and the person I was with got real fucking upset. What? Was really like, that's just racist. And I'm like, okay, if it's, it, A, it's a joke. But if if ra- if that were racism, where you just assumed positivity about yeah. every race, we would all be racist pigs. Yeah. Are bla- are black people complaining about the big dong uh, no, stereotype? I, I I think that one's more like they feel like it is- it isolates the 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 black people who don't have big dongs, and that's where it's bad. Oh, it's okay. like it may- I can understand that. Is there one though? <laughs> that's- I don't know. <laughs> call in, call in to the podcast. <laughs> we ha- we have a caller on the line. Oh, you dialed the phone. You dialed the number with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I forgot to mention that music we were hearing at the beginning was by Circle of Heat. So I want to thank those guys. Circle of Heat. Circle of Heat. That's a. That's a. That almost. That's a sexy name. It is a sexy. Sounds name. Sounds like a Sharon Stone movie from like the nineteen ninety eight <laughs> Circle of Heat. Did you see the sequel? Uh, <laughs> uh, the square of deduc- deduction. <laughs> they replaced they replaced Sharon Stone with that. Uh, oh, what the fuck is her woman? I'm there, I'm blowing it now. The woman from uh, the uh, the movie with the, where they drink all the wine, Virginia uh, Madsen. Oh, yeah. In circle of, in square of deduction. Which exactly. That's, that's not even a sexy name at no, all. It's not. Square of deduction. It's about math now. <laughs> So I was telling you, I listened back to the, uh, you were on episode four. This is 61. One a week. So you do the math. Wow, man. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Still doing it, thankfully. So. But I was listening back to it, and uh, so I want to uh, follow up on a couple things we talked about it, in the first do it, bring one. Bring it. Have you dealt with your sleep apnea? I actually have. Um, R- really? I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I started wearing like a, like a, basically a headpiece that pins your jaw up so that your snoring kind of chills out a little bit and then i stopped wearing it completely so now i'm right back oh <laughs> so uh i've gotten a little better like i've learned ways like ways to sleep ways to lay down ways to like put the pillow lower so my head falls for you travel back. with a pillow i do not i do not because it, it's a pain in the ass um what was the strap thing like did it go like around your head yeah it was ba- it was basically like you could make one oh, it was okay. just one i got online that was cheap it's just it was just it was a way to, it good it was basically like tying a ribbon around your head, so that your jaw would stay clamped, so that that would the bat it would yeah no you could see and you could see it's kind of bad. I mean, I've learned I sleep on my stomach now, which sucks because I do drool. There you go, there you go. A little bit about me. I am a drooler. Um, Ditto. Exactly. I've everyone's a drooler. I think so. I love to meet the most beautiful woman in the world and smell her pillow. And so, oh God, I mean. I, that's probably there's probably people listening to this right now who are like yeah like <laughs> have to pull over because oh, how st- sexy that statement was. <laughs> you're right. You're Gotta right. smell that pillow. <laughs> well, it's it's um no, it's bad. I mean, I gotta. It's one of those things too where you sleep apnea is like a thing you gotta like check into a clinic. Did you do that? 
I did that. I no, I did that once where you go for two days. You oh, go okay. in, yeah, in yeah. Queens. You sleep. You just go and sleep for two days. You don't actually check in. You just go and like when it's time to go to bed, you go. Yeah, yeah. And they put you in a room. They observe, and they were just like, "Yeah, it's very mild. It's a snoring issue. It's about you, you know, quitting smoking. That will help. Um, losing weight. That will help. Yeah. Uh, but it's also you just have to learn how how to sleep. Did they mention drinking? Yeah. You you drink right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's like you know drinking is a bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, any it, it's it's like you're never gonna go to a doctor and they're gonna be like, now drinking. Are you a drinker? And you're like, yes. Like, good. Keep it up, <laughs> right? Because that's a good thing. <laughs> that, no, I mean they're always gonna tell you how terrible drinking is for you. And I and I do take. In fact, I believe I was here last June. That sounds episode right. Four. Yeah. Um. I took a 63-day drinking hiatus last fall. Oh, wow. Just to see if I could do it, just to see how long I could go. And at, like, day 30, I was like, okay, okay, this is interesting. By, like, day 45, you start to really feel it. You start to really feel like, whoa, I'm sober. Wow. Like, you're, I'm not going to lie. I've never done this. (laughs) If you, exactly. And, and, And it's hard to do in a place like Minneapolis or... If you live in Austin, Texas, or New Orleans, or New York, or drinking's just, or Chicago. Chicago, okay, I'm from New Orleans. That is a drinking city. Mm-hmm. But it's a leisurely drinking city. Like, yes, everything's open 24 hours, but everyone's just buzzed. No one's ever fucked up. You know what I mean? Except the tourists. Except the tourists. <clears throat> People in Chicago drink like that day was the worst or best day of their life. <laughs> Like they drink, like they can see the ghost of Al Capone. Yeah, and he's and he's like, I I leak, I made this legal again. <laughs> Do it. I think, Don't I think waste any time. Right, right. Like it's, but yeah, drinking. Uh, but anyway, but I, you quit, and I, and I was forty five, forty six days in. You just start to feel like you almost feel like you've gained a superpower. Like you just feel sh- like you have a spidey sense almost. And it's like, wow, I just feel, oh, this is what sober people feel like. And then by, like, day 60, I started to be like, but I miss being silly yeah, dumb in a bar with friends. And you feel, like, your head's so much clearer that, like, you know it. drinking really had little to what do were with you that. that. What were you filling your time with? Or were you still going um, out? I mean, I would do shows, but I would get, I would, I would leave. I would get home. I was going to sleep much earlier. You know, I'm, I'm like, as it is now, as a drinker or as someone... You know, I I say my average fall asleep time is three a.m. Yeah. Um, when I quit, my average fall asleep time was like one one a.m. twelve thirty even sometimes, and I was probably sleeping a little bit better, and uh, probably lost a little bit of weight because you're just not pounding calories. Yeah, yeah. And even when people are like, "Well, drink vodka tonics because it's less calories," oh yeah, but it's still alcohol, and you still cram shitty food into your face. Yeah, pizza two hours later when you're wasted, you know, pizza at two a.m. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But when you're and that was the thing that that is another thing though. At first, when I first in the first few weeks of not drinking, I would justify purchases like um, Salsalito ham and queso dip. And making Salsalito queso dip sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And being like, well, I quit drinking and smoking. I can, I, allow me this, me. Damn right. And at three in the morning. Terrible for you. But I did it for 63 days and it finally snapped because I was in, I was at a festival, a comedy festival in New Orleans with two very good friends of mine named Adam Caton Holland and Rory Scovel, both other comedians, mm-hmm. both great. And they'd never been to New Orleans before. And they were just having a. F- Partying their asses off, and after the first night, I was like, I can't. Not you were like, be, Fuck it, this yeah, is my time. I can't not be. I gotta out shit face these guys. Yeah, they can't out drunk me in my own city. Right, and uh, so yeah, I'm back on the. I'm back on the drinking horse. But I find it's be, it's good to take like after this week, I will take the next two weeks off of drinking, space it out because I'm gonna get real shit faced this whole week. Oh. It's especially this is a great club, but it's also a great staff. And, a, and what I mean by great staff is they're like, hey. And sit down and shoot some of these shooters we poured already. Right. And drink this beer we already know you like. <laughs> Come on, we don't see you but once a year. <laughs> and then you get hammered and then they're like, let's go, let's go to this other bar. Let's go to this place we can walk to that we that they know us so it'll they'll lock the doors and let us oh. in. Oh. I think they did that one time for us. I thought maybe you were talking about something fresh. You performed last night. Did you yeah, go I all did. last night? No, last night I last night I took it easy, and by take it easy, I mean left here at one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the manager was like, "Here, drink this uh, water moccasin, which is whiskey mm. and pineapple juice, and it's fucking delicious. 
It's delicious. Oh, no, don't show me a delicious way to drink whiskey. I'm going to always do it now. I'm going to have one after the podcast, I yeah. think. I think there's another secret ingredient in there. It might actually be my, like water moccasin urine. but <laughs> Because I know about the pickleback. Do you know about picklebacks? Uh, Whiskey and pickle juice. Pickle juice, yes. Yeah. I've had that. It's That's amazing, too, because that just erases the taste of whiskey. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I just ate a pickle. Mm-hmm. But... Which is dangerous because you're like, well, I could eat another pickle. Pickles are good for you. <laughs> are they? <laughs> that pickles actually are good for you. I used to, I remember eating dinner at uh, my friend's house as a kid, and his mom would be like, they were the type, like, you had to eat a vegetable with dinner. Yeah, yeah. And I remember trying to pull, like, well, can I just have a pickle? It was a cucumber. It was a cucumber. That's a funny thing. That's if you, another good thing about Chicago. I was in Chicago recently, which is why I got all these Chicago facts. Chicago facts. They. Chicago, the Chicago style hot dog. Mm-hmm. Love a hot, yeah, it's the best in my personal opinion. That's the one thing Chicago does nail. But one of the things is among the celery and tomato and celery salt, the pepper, pepperinos. They put a slice of cucumber and a slice of pickle. Oh boy! Which is like, look at that. It's where you came from and where <laughs> you're going. Remember, and some mustard, just in case. But that's always fun. How many of those can you eat at once? One. I'm a one. I, I don't, because I don't like to, because one's, it's a giant, it's a salad in a bun with a hot, a giant brat in it. Yeah. Eat you two of them, you're going to sleep. God, they're fucking you're, good. Yeah, they are. Uh, here's another follow-up question for you. How's your brother that fell out of the window? Well, Daniel, my little brother, yeah. he's, he's doing good. He's 20. He's in college still. Still in college, yeah. Okay, that's what you said last year. You had a, the story real quickly was that you uh, you there's videotape of a bro- your yeah, brother well, when he was three very old. young, three, uh, not even three, like like maybe uh, one and a half Craw- crawling. Still. Yeah, fell out the window. Your house crawled out of a window. Yeah, <laughs> crawled out of a window. My mom holding the camera, love it, screaming and never turning the camera off. Love it. That's the best thing about that footage is never <laughs> running outside screaming like a fucking banshee. But never once putting the camera down. It's so <laughs> like great. She almost froze in fear. <laughs> uh, actually, why isn't that? F- I'm going to see if they'll up. Why won't they upload that to YouTube? Like They got the video still. I'm thinking family vacation with the winnings from uh, Funny Stone Videos. I, or just like almost terrifying. I mean, because it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I'm going to call my mom after this. But like, my mom looked. I know you don't understand what upload video is, <laughs> but Daniel probably does. He's good. He's in college. He's actually wants to be a vet. Uh, wants to just be a veterinarian and smoke weed. That's all he wants to do with his life. Right on. Which is two. Which is like two things. Where it's like, hey man, they go hand in hand for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. That'd be your, your, that'd be a sweet life. I imagine. Move does to he, some like small like island city. Does he play weed. disc golf? I just played disc golf for the first time. I played disc golf. Do you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you play disc golf? I have once now. You just said for the first time? Yep. Oh, wait. I, the producer, the, the sound tech's friend over there said she'd take me playing disc golf this week. I hope that wasn't, an, I hope that wasn't a euphemism for something. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, buddy? that's so entirely different. <laughs> it's a euphemism. And you should do that. You should go play disc golf. <laughs> There's 27 holes. Like, whoa, that's a lot of holes. We went and I only made it through uh, eight out of the 18 because... It's hard. I didn't know these. Th- we went to one that had a water hazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people think disc golf's uh, just a walk in the park throwing a frisbee at trees. No, it's just <laughs> at trees. They just throw it at a tree. No, it's a, it's a it's a skill game, bro. Yeah, it's a skill. Like I I know I knew guys. I haven't played in years, but I would love to get right back into it. But I knew guys who had like a putter. And a driver and a mid range. Oh, are you kidding like, me? All we that shit, we yeah. showed up at this park, and uh, first of all, we couldn't get a parking spot. It was so busy. Right. Uh, this was just a few Mondays ago, uh, in the, you know, mid afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, all the people coming back and forth out of the uh, course with their bags. Then yeah. not there's a do- dozen and a half frisbees in these oh, things. Yeah. Discs. Like there. Are, I mean, I think, holy shit! I dedication. think those are fucking guys like professional disc golfers who make money, like who li- a living. Off of disc golf. Doing my very little bit of research before I bought a couple discs. Yeah. You know, you, uh, so I was all over Amazon and a couple stores locally looking at them. And uh, th- they'll have it like, uh, you know, this one, you know, like if A-Rod endorses a baseball glove. Sure. You know, like, like he'll, they'll put his autograph in the middle or whatever. But right. there's like the uh, signature series disc golf 
discs, whatever, like this one, George, you know, Smazel, he threw it 400 yards to the set Smazel the record. Smazel toss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he set the record in 05. George the Smazel. He's the Smazelator. <laughs> Your course just got Smazeled. The... I feel like anyone could endorse a goddamn disc. Like you or I. Yeah. Just make up a name. You're like, oh, Severson. Not him. <laughs> He's using this and I can afford it? Yeah. I can get this in my hands? Mm. Did you see that video? Uh, it was a week or so ago. It, was the, it just made me think of this. The bowler that was going for the 300 game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he had one toss to go and the freaking yeah, it reset. Game. But that's the thing. Like Everyone's like, oh, it's like, no, just do. Why can't they just give the fucking guy a do-over? They did. They did give him a do-over? Yeah. Did he and did he nail it? No. no. His head was off? Yeah. Oh, okay. I only saw it up until it hit the thing. Yeah, no. They let him throw again and he roll again and he got a seven. So he it did ruin uh, his three hundred game. Oh that's that's sabotage. And you know it is. You know there's someone in the wings just like, fuck you, Palantine, whatever yep. his name is. Yep. Palantine. We come up with some pretty good fake names on this podcast. <laughs> Jose Palantine, you're never going to get a 300. Ah! It is, yeah, like the uh, big, nobody fucks with the Jose. Nobody, yeah, that's right. <laughs> with the Jesus. With the, yeah, it is. With the Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what have you, so let's see, what else you've done in the last year since you were here? You stopped drinking for 63 days. I stopped drinking for 63 days, and um, let's see, I was almost... Should I tell him? Talk about, I was almost. I was. There's a show coming out on NBC uh, called Undateables, hmm. starring a lot of very funny comedians. Ron Funches. Um, I was the last guy they told no to. Oh, really? Before. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty head. It was. A, it was a. It was, a, it was it was a head it was a head it was a head fuck of a situation because like you know you'll go you go on all these auditions and for a guy like me the only reason I audition for shows like this is to raise your profile so that you could do more comedy really okay you know like yes I want to do TV one day but I want to do something that I create mm-hmm. for TV right right but you know when it's like an NBC three camera sitcom and you audition you go yeah of course I'm gonna go audition for it. And, you know, I met the creators of the show and the head writer, and they were all great. And then they bring you back for a callback, which is another audition, only they're taking you a little more seriously this time. Right. And you do that. And then um, on that was on a Wednesday. The next day, I'm, I'm scheduled to fly to Dallas to do the improv there in Arlington. Um, and my agent calls me that afternoon and they're like, look, they want to bring you back in on Friday to test for the, they want to test you. Now what testing means is it's another, it's just another audition, but you're going up in front of the studio now. Okay. The studio, the execs of the studio want to see A little more serious. Look, way more serious. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to, I have to go to Dallas tomorrow. And he's like, don't worry. I've already talked to the club. You're going to fly in. To da- you're going to fly in tomorrow on Thursday, do Thursday night show. You're going to fly back here on Friday. They've got someone to cover for you Friday night, and then you're going to do, but you're going to fly back to LA to test. I've already found you tickets that are cheap, which he did. My agent's a fucking ball buster. Yeah. They, I've got a very good one. I'm proud of him. Um, and then you're going to fly back to Dallas on Saturday to figure, to finish your, your weekend. Your weekend, yeah. So I do exactly that. Fly into Dallas that Thursday, do the show that night. The next morning, get up early as shit. Fly back to L.A., go to do a test. And what a test, uh, uh, when, you, when you test for something, you have to sign a contract. It's the contract. So that if they give you the part, you can't negotiate for more money. Oh. It's them protecting themselves. Yeah, you know, right? okay. Which is, but what, you sign the fucking contract and you see laid out in paper exactly how much money you would be making if this show got – if you got cast and it got picked up. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of fucking money, dude. It's like, oh, my life will be different. Life-changing. Like life-altering yeah. cash. Exciting. Laid Very out exciting. for you, in uh-huh. front of you, like broken down, taxes, commissions, minus all that. And you're like – Holy shit. And then I went in for the test and I was like, all right, that was that. And then I fly back to Dallas. And then when I get back to Dallas, they call me and they're like, well, as soon as you get back next week, you're testing again. That's the final test. Now, that's when you go up in front of the network as well, in front of NBC. 
it was like, oh shit, this is becoming more and more real. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I get back, I go in for that test. And then everyone's a little more hesitant. Then I get a call from my manager, and they're like, uh, you know, the studio loves you, but they don't really, the, the network's not too set on you. They're just, you're not, you're new. They don't, and I'm like, well, uh, what's that mean? Fuck, what do we do? And they're like, I don't know. We're just going to wait and see. And that wait turned into a week. And then it was like, you know what? I had to film, it was, that was like late February by that point. Yeah. I'm filming my half hour for Comedy Central in late February. So I'm like, I can't think about this anymore. Like, it's, I cannot think about this anymore. I have a fucking half hour to film. Yeah. I don't want it to suck because I'm in my head wondering if I'm going to get this stupid fucking sitcom and be rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to focus on what I really love to do. Yeah. And then that, and so I just tuned it out, did the half hour, and then that we shoot that in Boston. And the week after Boston, the week after that, I was just in New York, kind of like celebrating and doing sets and just. Every time I go to New York, it's a celebration because I fucking love that city so much. Right on. And then my manager calls me, and that was on a Friday. He's like, "Can you be back in L.A. by Monday? They they want to they want to see you one more time." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And I like last buy a last minute flight, which is not cheap, not cheap, can't be. And I uh, get back to L.A. and it's it's like it was almost out of a fucking movie in itself. It was like as soon as I landed, I I turned my phone on. No, no. There's like four messages from my manager, and none of them sound like. Hey man, call me. I got great news. They're like, all right, man, just trying to get in touch with you. Give me a call. And I call him, and he's really like, hoping to yeah. get a hold of you. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, they offered the part. They made an offer to someone. If he takes it, we're out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I love being in L.A. for no reason, um, which is where I sort of live anyway. But uh, that's and I, like I'm not bitching about this. Like it's a fucking. I know. I know. Right now, someone could be listening to this. Who just got their foot amputated because they yeah. got, you know what I mean? Sure. Or like, it, it, I know it's not a fucking real thing to bitch about, but what I'm, it, it's, it was my first real experience with the Hollywood game. Sounds like a wow. Hollywood, they, where they just like, they tell you like, you're in, stick with us. We got, here, sign this thing so you can see that you're going to make money one day. Come on, we love you. And then like, ah, we can't do it though. We don't. Can I at least keep a copy of this, the contract? Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish to show people like, look, look how much money these people yeah. are making. And everyone involved, here's the thing, everyone involved in the show was awesome. Everyone at the studio, Warner Brothers, was great. Everyone at NBC can suck my fucking dick. Right on. But I'm not, uh, the guy they ended up casting was a far better choice. I'll admit that. It was a far better choice for the character. However, don't just drag me around for a month. Because you can't make up your fucking mind. No, have you talked Don't to- do that to anyone. They do that to a lot of people. You know? Okay. There's people who've had it way worse than me. There's a comedian named Matt Bronger who's brilliant. I think he's, he's coming been to here. Acme later this year. Has, has he in been September? Ever? Has he been? I don't know. Derek is no. He has not been here. I, I I highly 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 vouch recommend if you're listening to this and Matt hasn't been here yet. Go see him. Yeah. He is brilliant. He's great. You'll love him. Great. Um, he had. I'm not going to say which network, but. He had a thing like that only for a year, and it was with a show he created. They just were. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't. That's the problem. Is that you start to you start to realize that major networks, major network people, there are some you know networks like FX that obviously has takes chances with like Justified, and you know with like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and now they're starting a second network of, called FXX, which is where all their comedy is going to go. Like that's that, real. That's real. That's oh. real. Like FX from now on will only be like the killing and uh, all the you know justified all their dramatic shows, mm-hmm. and then FXX is going to be all their half hour comedies. Oh, which is great. They're splitting it up. They, they're they're a great network. They take chances, mm-hmm. and then networks like AMC, who Breaking Bad, Damn Walking right. Dead, you know Mad Men, great network. Mm-hmm. HBO, you know there's there's many great Netflix like Netflix. They're doing something great. Mm-hmm. They're just like. But there are also the big ones, like the the the, the NBC, ABC, CBS. Fuck them all. Yep. They're all in five years. Nobody's going to give a shit about what's on any of these networks because those networks, their demographic is eighteen to fifty nine, I believe. Yeah. How the fuck are you going to make a show that an eighteen year old and a fifty seven year old are going to enjoy? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. stop doing that. Stop trying to please everyone. Besides Wheel of Fortune, it, exactly, it doesn't is, exist. Or besides How I Met Your Mother, which is probably the best three cameras sitcom on air right now, and it's still shitty. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. or like, it's just you start to realize these people in those positions are so stupid and so cowardice 
and so like they don't have they don't care about the art or the craft of a television show they and I know and I know the art of the craft of a television show if I'd have said that 10 years ago people would laugh in my face but you gotta admit nowadays movies are mainly crap now mm-hmm. because all they're doing is remakes or uh, interpret you know uh, or, or uh, uh, what's it called uh, prequels yep prequels uh, and Televisions where all the good writing, acting, and ideas are going because you can get a little like I saw Elysium. Have you seen that yet? No, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Elysium, yeah, Elysium. <laughs> that movie was really good, but it was it was, a, it was a, like I want you wanted more. You were like I want to know more about these fucking characters. Oh and, wow! And you realize that's what TV's done to you. Yeah, it's like with shows like Breaking Bad. I'm sitting across from you. You're wearing your Los Pollos Hermanos shirt. Hell yeah! That show's amazing. That show could have been a great movie. Breaking Bad could have been a wonderful movie. But a better TV but show. But a far better TV show. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize that like there are a lot of people in charge of Hollywood in the big positions who are just... All they care about is money. All they have is marketing degrees. They're terrified to take any chances. They're terrified to isolate any one demographic. They're terrified to not get all that money for sponsorship they're terrified of losing their own jobs so they'll make your job hell to keep their job oh yeah they, fuck them because in five years no one's going to give a shit it's networks like the like the ones i named off the good ones those are the ones where you're like i hope they keep their integrity have you ever look and see what the top shows are each week we do it we read them off on the uh, radio show i work on each week no but i bet it's always breaking bad i mean breaking bad broke records with its Oh yeah, with the preview of the with season nine episode, right? Yeah, it was huge. It was like five point nine million. No, I heard over six or over six. Yeah, which is crazy because back in the seventies, every show on ABC or NBC or CBS was getting like forty million. Mm-hmm. Back when they only had three networks, right? Now you got like twenty different channels that are good. Oh, I know it. The number one show right now is like that uh, under the dome. I've heard. I thought that was a reality show. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not a reality. You know show? who one of the stars is? I know he's Dean Norris. Yeah. Right? But I thought it was like a reality thing where it was like, we take celebrities and <laughs> put them under the dome. Get me out of here. And then it's like, what's under the dome? We don't know. Could be snakes. Could be could be strawberries. We don't know. <laughs> There's no monster. We Hall. hope it's strawberries. <laughs> Every week we hope it's snakes too. That's funny. Hey, you mentioned um like prequels and sequels and crap. I got so I was uh with my kids yesterday. How many? <clears throat> I have two daughters. At both did you have two daughters last time? Yeah. Yep. No new ones. Okay. Okay. Still got an ex-wife. Still have a girlfriend. Still have two daughters. All right. And I was asking them. I hadn't talked to him Monday night, so I was like, I picked him up yesterday. I was like, Hey, what'd you guys do yesterday? Did you go see a movie? You mentioned you're gonna go see a movie. No. And then this is this is brilliant, and I need to give my uh, ex-wife credit for this. This is <laughs> fucking brilliant. The, uh, she, my daughter said, no, we didn't go to the movie. I said, I thought you were going to go see Smurfs too. And she goes, well, mommy said that since, you know, it's a, it's a second movie that you probably need to see the first one to understand what's going on. And since you saw the first one, she thinks you should take us. <laughs> Worst fucking kids movie I've ever seen. Damn. Worst movie, kids movie I've ever seen was Smurfs. And now I'm going to have to go take my kids. Was it really the worst? Top top five worst. Awful. Yeah, at least in these new generation, you know, like I'm not talking about my childhood or my parents, but like you know what kids are getting these days. Uh, awful. Smurfs. Well, fucking terrible. Because because it, it's like a, a show like Smurfs, just like a show like I mean, go back to any cartoon, go back to Scooby Doo. Like the Scooby Doo live action movie was fucking crap. Oh no, awful. I remember. Yeah. I know Smurfs was in live action, but the, those shows were created by creative. People back in whatever era, 80s, 70s, 80s, yeah. who really put like thought and like talent and like writing and really gave a shit about these cartoons that they made for children. And the movie, tra- the movie versions are just these fucking ding dong studio execs. Oh. Like, no, 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 no. If we, if Valerie has a lisp, that'll offend the lisp demographic. So we're going to take her lisp away. Not that she ever actually had a lisp. I'm just using that as an example. Right. You know, but it's like right. they take the soul and they take the fucking, they take the, the you know what they do? is It's like sometimes, sometimes you want something to be a little dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the best food doesn't come from the restaurants with a double A rating. Right. It comes from like you, you want to go to those B restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like it's the same thing with like anything. You don't you want it a little dirty. You want a little grit on it. You want like you want a scar on it. Like you want 
You you don't want to you don't want to start dating a virgin. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's you want to you want to date someone who's fucked around and been heartbroken and maybe has even gotten an STD and got it cleaned up so that they know what it feels like. <laughs> right, that's right. Like you want someone with some Takes emotional fucking tears. So you know, like, and that's but everything Hollywood wants to give you is like, no, this is a super clean, squeaky virgin. Don't, why don't why don't you want to be with this? It's like because it's stupid, because it's stupid and it's not real. So uh, maybe we can set some uh, little disc golf and then we'll go see Smurfs too. Friday, <sighs> I'd be willing to go see Smurfs too, <laughs> just to watch you boil on the inside oh, of how much you hate it. Uh, why would is Gargamel even in it? Yeah, it's Hank Azaria. Because but, it's uh, not just a cartoon; it's the uh, it's computer animated with. Uh, Doogie Howser's in it. Oh, that's right. They do that. Neil Patrick Harris is in yeah, it. Yeah. Neil Patrick. Neil Patrick. I, I tell you this right now. If Neil coming out as a homosexual is the only thing that saved that dude's career, why do you say that? Because if he were just a straight dude, being Doogie, being who he is, I think I don't think anyone would give a shit. I think they'd be like, "Fuck that guy." He just he's a, he played a kid actor, and then he plays a douchebag on a TV show. But everybody knows he's a gay guy, yeah. so they know he's that's like a real that's he's like acting. Oh yeah, and he can also and uh, singing and dancing and you know kind of being parodying of himself. Mm-hmm. I believe like you know homosexual men are a little more open minded when it comes to that sort of thing, and that's so be, 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 as far as like parodying parody, parodying themselves. There you go. And learning to sing and dance. Yeah, you know, if he were just a straight dude, no one give a fuck about. Well, him. then what's Hugh? Then what about Hugh? Hugh Jackman. He Hugh has a ja- wife. Hugh, yeah, but I love how that is a that is a big defense of gay men. He has a wife. Of course, gay men in the closet have a fucking wife, and they're <laughs> the best looking wife you've ever seen. I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> yeah, I bet if you. I mean, you look in the you look in any closet. There's some nice wardrobe in there. Sure, you know what I'm saying. They got a gay. A guy like Hugh Jackman is he gay? Who gives a shit? But I tell you what, I guarantee he's probably been with him. You know, he's like there. I think there's a level of talent that you some guys have, or some women, or just some people. Are, they get so talented that they don't even like gender identification isn't even a fucking thing with yeah, them anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I can hook up with a, a person of the same sex once or twice. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I wish we were all at that level where we can all just be like, eh, who cares? You know, but but if and only if only if right now <laughs> we'd be we get the. We get a. Where's Derek? Is he Turn the here? mics off. Yeah, yeah. shit to do. We, here. we got some scrogging <laughs> to get to. But the. Who's this? Oh, sorry. But sorry. But like the um. The, yeah, I feel like uh, yeah. What we're talking about gays. <laughs> yes. Homosexuals. Yeah. All men. All all. I do have a theory, and I talk about it on stage. But I'll tell. I'll talk about it with you. Sure. Is that, I have a theory that the world would be a better place if all. If all males were gay, yeah. Well, because I feel like it's heterosexual men. If you really look at it, like it's there are no. It's really all heterosexual men destroying the planet. Like all the war, all the greedy oil mother. I, I feel like like the, I feel like we won't stop drilling for oil because there's that mindset, and it's like we're fucking the earth, <laughs> fucking mother earth. You better come that sweet black crew, bitch. You know, like that's that male like lizard brain dominance. It seems like gay men and women and lesbians are just chilling or just living life. I feel like if all men turned gay, like it would uh, so many things. Like yeah, we would still have to reproduce, but I feel like because sex wouldn't be involved anymore because it's not you know it w- there would be no accidents, so it would be like a th- it would be thought out. Oh hey, good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'd be thought out. It'd be like all right, we need a oh this woman would like to have a child. She shows up to a sperm center and. They analyze her. And, like, you know, gay men are way better at reading women as well. So they can know, like, I don't know. Well, this. they have to be because I exactly. suck at it. <laughs> like, this, this woman might have some of that, uh, what is that thing called that makes women drown their own children? Post-mortem? Oh, post she's, she's a total candidate for PSD. We're going to say no. Sorry. And But, oh, you? You seem great. What are you? Uh, are you Canadian? Uh, well, here's some Egyptian sperm. Go have you and it. Go have a conniption. Hey, go have a conniption. But like that's. But they would do, like, and that we would crossbreed, and there would be no more races. We'd just all be brown people. It, it sounds like also you know? manufacturing beautiful babies. Right, right. Yeah. Like kind of like kind of like, like how people do with dogs now. Yeah, where you just like get a la- get a labradoodle. Yeah, a, a puggle. Like yeah. we do the same thing with people. And he we, smells like flowers and never barks. Exactly. Or poops. And it would just be. 
This motherfucker. There's a. I, I'm gonna. This is so unrelated, but I gotta fucking vent about. Go for this. it. Younger comedians of the world. When someone, when you get a guest spot from someone, that does not mean they're your best friend and want to fucking talk to you every third day, or every three times a day. So I, I gave. There's a dude I gave a guest spot to um, last week in in Cap City. Very nice guy. I had met him just doing comedy. Younger comic. And I was like, all right, dude, yeah, do a guest spot. I like doing that. I like no one no one ever helped me out. And I'm a nobody still, but I'm at a level where I can get, at least give people guest spots. Yeah. No one ever helped me out at all coming up. So I feel the need to go the opposite way where I'm like, you know what? I'll throw and he's a pretty funny dude, but now he won't fucking stop calling or texting me like we're best friends. Re- what is he asking? This one no, this one's just like, hey, are you available around six p.m.? Just want to chat about something, and I know what it's going to be. It's just going to be he's going to ask me comedy questions. Oh, okay. And it's like, dude, stop it! Like, you got to figure this shit out on your own. And it's annoying. It's like I don't want to talk. I don't care about your new idea. I don't care about how your set went last night. I'm still dealing with my own shit. Now you deal with yours. This is the game. This is the world we have chosen where we will individually climb our different ladders in the same he, direction. He wants to know why you didn't fly him to Minneapolis with you. Yeah, well, I do. Why? It's like because I don't want to, to come to Minneapolis with me. There you go. There's a game. And because I bring my own guy with me. But um, but the fuck, man? Like, that is so... Are you, done, are you blowing him off now or are you... Yeah, I'm just he's he's getting the he's getting the silent treatment. Yeah, because if he does, because because I, I also I don't want to be the the guy who breaks his heart, the co- the guy who calls. He's him. gonna go to a club tonight and be like, guys, 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 you know Sean Patton, right? I just I don't know what he, is he sending me mixed signals. I mean, we uh, talked exactly. and we had a good time, and I know I just don't know because he's not. He replies to some of my. Uh, I don't know. So I started putting smiley <laughs> faces on just to make sure it's okay. So I'm just going to have this like reputation there where they're like, oh, you treated our friend like he was nothing. You <laughs> kicked him to the curb. It's like, I just gave him a gas spot. Talk about a one-night stand. What kind of sensitive fucking assholes are you? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's... Uh, anyway, so... Did you uh, did you really bring somebody with here? Yeah, I always bring. I got, I have a guy who I bring with me as much as I can. He's yeah. hosting here. Okay, because they they are they had a feature already booked. Who I like, Trevor Anderson, really funny kid. That okay? Yeah, that's uh, whose band? Circle of Heat. Oh, that's Circle of Heat. That's Trevor's ah! band. <laughs> that's funny that I didn't even notice that. Yeah, maybe because uh, the magic of editing, I didn't hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> no. Circle of Heat. I'm going to talk to him about that tonight. See, there you go. Yeah, Trevor's a cool kid, but uh-huh. I have a guy I bring with me as much as I can. You know, I, sometimes I can't bring him everywhere. Um, and he's a funny dude, Puerto Rican. You said what's his name? Rojo Perez. Even though his real name is Rogelio, and he goes by Rojo, and it's a, just a red, red, red Perez. Nice. Um, but I, I told him he should go on stage wearing like a big belt buckle. In a cowboy hat and just be a redneck mm-hmm. Puerto Rican and just shit on Puerto Ricans. Sombrero. Like, I'm like Red Perez. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. Don't ever call him. I know. I've seen his reaction <laughs> when people are like, where are you from, Mexico? Yeah. I mean, he grew up in New York, but he still has a Puerto Rican accent. Yeah. But, like, when when people are like, are you Mexican? He's like, what the fuck would make you even ask that? What, man? am I dirty, man? <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's real. No, I grew up with people the same thing. We used it's, to it's, really, it's really, not, not, I'm not going to say amusing because that sounds like I'm shitting on him, but it is interesting when you see... Like South American or Central American, like get like a Guatemalan. You say they're from El Salvador. Ooh, Ooh really? <laughs> yeah, people. And which I get. You know, I, I mean, I, I can sort of understand if, if someone's like, "You're from the South, where Mississippi." I'm like, "What the fuck would make you think <laughs> Mississippi?" Even though Mississippi moved way up in the like Mississippi. Here's how shitty Florida has become. Mississippi's no longer the worst state in the union. Florida. Has plummeted into that with grace, and Mississippi's I, now up. It's moved up. I would name Florida. Certainly, Florida's the worst. Florida's the worst fucking place in the country. Like, if people always say it's like the country's dick, well, then it's time the country get a sex change operation. <laughs> Cut that shit right off, dude. Turn it inside out. Yeah. Do you watch? Uh, you, we mentioned Netflix. Do you watch Orange Is the New Black? I have only seen the pilot episode, oh, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. but it's good, right? Yeah, it's a good yeah, show. Yeah. 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 There's there's my recommendation for you. For sure. What was I going to ask you about here? Oh, did you you we uh, I'm wearing my Breaking Bad shirt. Yes, we just are. we, we uh, both have watched the first uh, episode of the final season. Yeah. You said you wrote some. Uh, oh, I wrote some. Um, so there's a show in L.A. and New. York. It's a traveling show called Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction, and 
that's the exact it's exactly what it sounds like okay you pick a topic and you write a piece of fan fiction about it and you're supposed to you're going to compete but it has to be erotic yeah right so i was banging my head i didn't know what to pick to write about and i was like oh shit breaking bad so i wrote a piece i wrote a competitive erotic do you want to hear it yeah all right i got it right here all right here we go this is some competitive erotic Breaking Bad fan fiction. Now, when you uh, now uh, let, just before you start, mm-hmm. so you've read this. Like, did you read this to like, to a room of? Yeah, I read this on stage. On, a, on stage, it's erotic fan fiction. <laughs> Love it. All right, here we go. Close up on Walter White's face. He appears to be in pain. We hear what sounds like a baby crying. Title card. Boom, 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 boom. That's not, that's silent. <laughs> Snake rattle. All right, Jesse couldn't sleep. He hadn't really slept since murdering Gail last week. The guilt was inside of him. He felt impregnated by it. Just like Jane, Jesse's former girlfriend, had been impregnated by Jesse, who of course never found out about the pregnancy because Jane was too busy choking on her own vomit to tell him about it. And truthfully, had she lived, her and Jesse would have continued being such junkies that the baby would have been born looking like Benjamin Button had he never starting aged backwards, like a midget dressed as a scrotum for Halloween. Gail needed to go, said Jesse over and over again, and he was right. Gail was the reason he and Walt were almost murdered. It's in the minutes after the bullet ended Gail's life that Jesse couldn't let go of. Pow! Gail was dead before he hit the ground. Jesse knew what he had done and started to walk away, but turned back in the hopes that maybe Gail had survived a direct gunshot to the face. Hey, hey, are you, like, sure you're, like, dead or whatever? Gail didn't answer because he was dead. Well, he didn't answer verbally, that is. Because Gail was such a nerd, the rigor mortis had set in immediately. See, when nerds die, rigor mortis takes effect quicker. Only a true nerd can explain why, which they never get the chance to do because they're dead when it happens. Yo, what's up with the boner, yo? Are you, like, gay or something? If you think, like, I'm going to give you a hand job or something because I shot you, you're, like, wrong, yo. Again, no answer. Because the bullet had damaged the part of Gail's brain that made him be alive. Uh, fine, yo, but just like this once or whatever. Jesse got down on his knees, pulled out Gail's 8.5-inch fleshy test tube, and got to polishing it as if Walter himself were going to show up at any moment and inspect how clean it was. <laughs> Jesse pumped on that thing like each stroke erased a mistake he had made in his past, and with enough strokes he could start his life over. Thing is, Gail, when he was alive, was such a fucking dweeb that he never actually got any. No woman had ever come near that nasally voice for long enough to hear him quote any 19th century poetry, so his dick had never been touched by another human being, until now, when it was being yanked on by Jesse like he thought it was the generator from he and Walt's old RV. (laughs) Even though Gail was technically dead, this contact caused a homophonetic reaction in his body, releasing microscopic neurothorons that once mixed with the caloric kilograms that naturally existed in the New Mexico air resulted in a psychogelactical biotoxic sumo quasar, and once that congeliated with the hydronious particles in the verbosphere, it created a sonic hyperbolization that actually brought Gale back to life. Ugh! What the? Yo, it's working or whatever? When you come back to life, you better disappear before Mr. Boom! Gale! who never actually came before, blew a second load. <laughs> this one... <laughs> ridiculous. This one had a 96.2% accuracy that hit Gale in the exact spot on his face that the bullet from Jesse's gun had hit him only much more earlier. Only this was harder. It splattered more of his brains all over the carpet. <laughs> Gale blew a load so big that it blew the rest of his brains out, killing him for a second time. Whoa, murmured Jesse. All right, here's the second half. Almost. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, at Los Pollos Hermanos, hey. anything I can do to help Mr. White, Mrs. White, try that again. Anything I can do to help Mrs. White, said Gustavo Frank. He wasn't sure why Skylar had come to see him, but he hoped that biscuit fluffy white rump had something to do with it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Frank. I was actually hoping to talk to you about my son, Walter Jr. Is everything all right? Gustavo could give a fuck about Walter Jr., and he wanted the recipient of that fuck to be Skylar. He intended to milk those bubbly breasts and use the milk in the milk wash for battering the chicken, <laughs> which, of course, was the secret to his recipe, using the breast milk of the wives of his employees that he intended to murder. I was hoping to get him a job. The boy's physical impairments can be a problem in the kitchen. Well, he is very capable, a problem that can be easily overlooked. And with that, 
Skylar White was bent over Gus's desk, him kneeling behind her, gazing into that mountain range of an ass with the same awe that John Denver had when he saw the Rockies for the first time. Gus buried his face into her rectal canyon and sucked on her pucker turd chopper like he was from an alien species that breathed methane instead of oxygen. <laughs> Skylar couldn't hold back anymore. It had been so long since Walt had put that goatee anywhere near her intestinal blowhole. She orgasmed, coated, coating Gus's chest with hot pussy lava. Oh, Gus, Gus stood up, his dick harder than immigrating to the U.S. from Mexico without proper <laughs> documentation. <laughs> And looking down at Skylar's steaming cauldron of a vagina, he dipped himself into her like a drumstick into a hot fryer set at 350 degrees. We see Walt's face again and pan back to reveal him inside of his baby banana green Pontiac Aztec, parked in the parking lot of that Los Pollos Hermanos. Suspicious of Gus, Walt had planted a sound bug in the office, and he now listened to his wife Skylar moaning in reaction to Gus pounding away on that Lysol gash it sounded exactly like the cries of their newborn daughter after the doctor slapped her backside to start her breathing. This made Walt angry, and anger made Walt horny. He was tugging on himself so hard that you think he was trying to give himself a homemade sex change operation. He jerked off with the velocity and energy of someone who had just smoked a bowl of his blue meth. He blew his load all over the winter windshield, and when he took a closer look, he realized that load wasn't semen at all. Oh, no. It was all one sturdy lump. He took a closer look and noticed it was his tumor. (laughs) Walt had gotten so aroused and jerked off and came so hard that he ejaculated the cancer's tumor from his lungs. No, no. That's the end. (laughs) I didn't know where to go after that. Oh, my God. Yep. That show's the best. If it ever comes to your town, it's called Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction. A comedian named Brian Cook created it. Genius. Uh, it's a, it's, it's that only everything that's actually adults. I've seen people do it with like the Muppets and you're like, ah, oh yeah, I bet. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, I had to, I had to sit there. I felt, believe me, after writing that, watching episode nine, I was like, oh, I've wrote some terrible things about these. these yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've imagined some horrible things. Do you look at Skylar differently now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's actually the, um, whoever the actress who plays Lydia is mm-hmm. I am I think she is so attractive yeah and it's some like and she's like she doesn't play an attractive character uh-uh. at all no you know you just see through the house I also think she's a great actress I mean but that show they get great at they get I mean Bill Burr's in it yeah and he's my favorite comedian yeah and Burr you, he, they, he acts they get some acting oh, out sure. of Burr you know yep. it's great for sure yeah hey I uh, <clears throat> every all my guests that are on uh, this podcast I I always do a um I'll enter your name in a Google alert thing sure, sure. so that if, you know, something comes up, you know, like I want to help you promote it or whatever, oh, cool. just to keep in the loop or whatever. Here are a couple things uh, <laughs> that came up for Sean Patton. There we go. Okay, this one is just, uh, this is pretty run of the mill. It's not you. This one isn't you. There's some baseball player named Sean Patton. Really? Yeah. Uh, Steamboat, I don't even know where it is. I didn't even click on it. It just says, Steamboat baseball team to complete in Triple Crown World Series. Five players, blah, blah, blah. There's some guys and Sean Sean uh, Patton are all taking part in that. So there's uh, somebody with your same name. Now, here's another one that I just saw recently in my right. email. And uh, the headline really caught me off guard. Patton comes out as HIV positive. And then I found out it wasn't you. Oh. But I was like, I was like shit. holy shit. Am man. I? Did I? <laughs> like, what what a second. Do I have AIDS? Because in, my, in, my, you know, in my Gmail, it says, like, uh, Google alert, Sean Patton. And then the subject, it says, Com- comes out as who, HIV wait, who positive. Is, who is it? Some guy named Mark. Mark Patton? Yes. Poor guy. Mark Patton comes out as HIV positive. Uh, I know it's a conglomeration, a bunch of stories. And then it says, friends of Sean Sasser. So it's like two names put oh, together. See, yeah. So there's not even... Oh, well, when I God. saw that, I was like, dude, whoa. Well, we got something to talk about on the podcast. I hope he's okay, <laughs> but God, we'll fill an hour with that. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Hey, well, I saw... Uh, what's Shotgun Wedding? Are you... Oh, that was a movie that I sh- was in that went straight. It was a straight to Netflix movie. Yeah, um, which is a big thing. That's another big thing they're doing. Netflix is doing is they're just being like, "Hey, low budget filmmakers, shoot that, shoot a movie. We'll just put it right on Netflix." And it came out in April. Um, it's a small part I play. It's it's a it's a funny movie. 
It's 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 a found footage movie, which I I'm not a huge fan of found footage. I movies. watched the trailer, yeah. and then I read a few comments, and someone said it's like it's like our generation's Blair Witch, man. I mean, uh, yeah, if Blair Witch were funny at all, yeah. there's actually some funny parts in this. Um, and there's another comedian named Kevin Christie, who's in it, who's great. Um, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's a funny dude, and he's real. He's actually, I think he steals the movie. I think he's the best. Then he kills the shit out of me in the movie. Just uh, spoiler alert. But um, did I see you in the teaser? Are you laying there I'm, dead? I'm such a small character that I probably was not even in the teaser. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not that small. Like I, I'm the f- I die horrifically, and I've got probably about twelve or fifteen lines. Um, I think you laying there is in the teaser. Spoiler alert. There is definitely yes, I do lay. There is a lot. In fact. That's I had to do that for an entire day. That was one of the worst days of an acting job ever because playing dead is awful because you just you don't realize how like laying there. I could just do that all day. No, you really can't when it's you're covered in fake blood and they're putting tubes through you to like pump more fake blood. Don't hit your balls because then you're going to get fake blood on them. Yeah, exactly. It's just so. Yeah, exactly. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Does it itch? We'll have someone come scratch your face for you, which is always awkward. But uh yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. It's it's you know it's on that it's on Netflix. You can just watch it. And the uh, the, the half hour went well. I still haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, I've I, I've gotten you know they put your Twitter handle on screen the whole time for the premiere. So people are tweeting. So you. I've got. I mean, yeah, you also get the negative tweets. You always get the people being like, "This is an embarrassment to the craft of stand up comedy. You're terrible." You know, and you, I suppose you know when they're replaying it at four in the morning. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. And then it's like, then you also get the ones that are like really positive, like you're the best comedian I've ever seen. And you're like, how many comedians have you seen? <laughs> um, but uh, that can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> but but then you get a lot of yeah, you get a lot of hate. You, the hate like there was one dude. I remember I kind of felt bad afterwards, but there was one guy who I get this. Te- I wake up one morning and I get this Twitter. It's from him, and he's just like, you stole your opening from Johnny Pemberton and this other bit from The Whitest Kids You Know. And I was like, oh, did I? So I like replied, but I uh, tagged Johnny, who Those I know, kids, yeah. and all The Whitest Kids, who I know as well. I was like, hey, guys, do you agree with what this dude said? And then they were all like, wait, what? Sean didn't steal shit. What are you talking about? And like the thing he thought I stole, I, I did a bit where I opened with a fake accent. Where Johnny also, I guess, does a bit where he opens with a fake accent. Where Rory Scovel also does a bit where he opens with a fake accent. I've seen Reggie I, Watts do Reggie that. Watts opens with a uh, uh, That's a thing comics have probably been doing for a while, just as long as you don't do the same fucking accent. Yeah. And so Johnny was like, dude, if, if opening with a fake accent is stealing, then all of comedy is stealing. Yeah. And then the whitest kids are like, actually, we've seen Sean do that bit since he started doing it, which is the same time we started doing our similar bit, and we've talked about it. And we know it's just no one stole shit. Yeah. And this, but this kid was just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, guys." I mean, and like, Uh-oh. then I like looked at his profile. And I'm like, "Oh, he's like 22." Oh, I thought you were gonna say Mil- 12. No, he like lives in Milwaukee. <laughs> and he was just like some, you know, a college kid who got drunk and decided to be an asshole oh, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we just blew up his spot for like a whole day, and I felt terrible. So I was like, "Hey, look, dude, I'm gonna be in Madison." In oh, really? Octo- I was like, "I'm gonna be in Madison in October. If you want tickets to the show, it's an hour drive from you. I'll." Yeah, I'll put you and your friends on the list. I feel bad because wow, I nice attacked you. you. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty nice, yeah. Yeah, because you realize, like, in the age of social media, there are a lot of dipshits and trolls and people who actually get off on being assholes. But then there are some people who legitimately don't mean to be. They just, at one time, happens. Oh, yeah. And then they don't want to back, you know. They, they, he's a kid. This is constructive. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm not trying to be a dick. Eh, well, maybe you are. Hey, I got this thing. I want to get your opinion on this. Sure. <clears throat> on these, uh, this is a list of uh, the Ten Commandments of Male Friendship. Oh, boy. So, like, unwritten rules between guys. Okay. You know? Okay. I'm going to read them. I just want to get your opinion right. on them, all right? Uh, let's see. Don't lie to your friends. That's Yeah, don't. Don't lie to I your mean, friends. I mean, depending on what you're lying to them about. <laughs> if uh, you, you might need to... Maybe you need to lie at the moment to set up the truth later. There you go. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But don't lie to them, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't dodge your turn to buy a round of drinks. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's just, that's just shitty. But here's an interesting – this is an argument a friend of mine and I have. He would – like when it was my round, I would buy him uh, like an IPA and buy myself a PBR. 
Mm-hmm. And then when it was his round, I would get a I would be like, I'll have an IPA. And he'd be like, No, you get you get a PBR. I'm like, no, I got the PBR. I bought you an IPA though. He's like, Well, you bought yourself a PBR. I was like, because 'cause I'm fucking not I'm not I, this was I don't have any money, so I'm I'm taking a shortcut on myself, but yeah. I'm still buying you an IPA. Yeah. Now when it's your round, you spend the same exact money on me and buy me an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> and he always thought that was fucking shitty. But <clears throat> makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. You piece of shit, Neil. You heard that? Anyway. Um, yes, don't dodge your round. Don't break under questioning from a friend's girlfriend. I don't even talk to your friend's girlfriends. Don't even talk to them. Dude, I, I, that's the thing, dude. Like, don't get involved with any girl that your friend's ever fucked with. Just don't do it. Let, it's not worth it. Let it's it be their it. problem, not Yeah, yours. if it's your girlfriend, or even if it's a girl they used to sleep with that don't, they don't give a shit about anymore, don't, because what happens is that girlfriend ends up telling you something about your friend only from their point of view, and it's going to infect your fucking head. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start questioning your friend because of something that happened between him and a woman. Nothing that ever happens between people who are intimate translates that well. Unless she tells you, like, by the way, your friend hit me and he never told you that. Then it's like your friend's a piece of shit. True. But if it's like your friend, you know, he ignored me for two months because I had a pregnancy scare. And then you're like, wait, what? Did that? Is that what happened? And then you hear his version. It's like, wait, I didn't know there was a pregnancy scare. <laughs> you know, that actually oh, yeah. happened to me. It fucking that that was one of the most like there was a girl who claimed she had a pregnancy scare and told everyone else in my life that she had a pregnancy scare, but never told me. Never bothered once to call or text or anything. Never bothered to go, hey, we really need to talk about this. Like a scare, like how long how much how like long? Was, I don't know. I don't know, I laid on her pre- I don't know, I didn't get the details. But everyone else in my fucking life at the time got the details. And she was saying, I'm, I'm, I might be. She's like, I might be pregnant. Okay. And then once I, once word got back that I had found out that she'd been telling fucking everyone, she started being like, oh, no, it's fine. Then she started making sure she told everyone, it's fine, I'm not pregnant. Which is a, like a shitty thing to do. Like if you think you're pregnant, the first fucking person you tell is the person you think got you pregnant. Is one of the, is all of the five people you yeah. think it could be. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Not all of the 30 people who you know are in that dude's life. Like, she was telling, she, like, my fucking sister found out about it. I'm like, and I didn't even have a clue, had no clue. But I had a friend once sort of, like, you know, hang out with her one night, and she said those exact words to him. She said, well, I had a pregnancy scare, and Sean stopped talking to me. And then he asked me about it. I'm like, you see? Oh. You see? I stopped talking to her because I found out after the fact that she yeah. had a pregnancy scare and then didn't say anything about it and then told everyone it was fine preemptively so that I wouldn't get pissed when I confronted her about it. And But when she says it to you in a certain way, it sounds like I'm a fucking demon. Bitch. Exactly. And it's not like... So just don't... If your friend has been involved with a woman... Same thing for women. If your friend has been involved with a man, mm-hmm. just uh, once your good friend makes contact emotionally... Or sexually with another person, that person is off the charts yep. for you. Everyone else is good. Not Everyone bad. else is good. Just walk away from that, you know? Do you have any idea where that girl is now with the pregnancy scare? She lives here in Minneapolis. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, she does. She came to the show last night. I saw her last night. And I was like, God damn it. No, I really? Because I don't hate her. I'm not like, I don't hate her. Yeah. I just, it's just a thing that like happened and it was fucking shitty of her. And it was because I, I, it was. I just felt it was a mishandled situation. What if she shows up tonight with like a thirteen-year-old? Says it's yours. I'll be like, well, then I somebody should collect my sperm because it moves at the speed of light. Because that was last summer. Oh, yeah, it was last Holy summer. Shit. Yeah, it was very recent. Um, oh my god! I don't think she's a bad person yeah. or anything like that. I just think like I sometimes a situation goes so wrong that you're just like, we're never going to be close again. Like she came here last night. I'm ni- I'm nice to her. I don't have any. I don't hate her. Yeah. You know, and it was like, hey, nice to see you. Cool, cool. She hung out and had a couple of drinks. Everything was fine. But at the end of the night, it's like, we're going our separate ways. Uh, that's that. Yeah. Next time I see you, next time I see you, we'll be civil. But wow, that's it. Wow. Uh, let's see. What are we doing here? For Don't steal a friend's jokes. That's one of Absolutely my Absolutely not. <laughs> Even if you're not a comedian. Like, if your friend's got the hot joke, it's your friend's joke. Yeah. Let him tell the joke. That's a good point. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't. Uh, don't talk about anything other than sports when you're watching sports. <laughs> I, I I disagree with that one. Yeah, I, I'm like that one. That one I like a little balance. That one I say watch sports and can like discuss like Bach. If you know anything about, inform your friend on who Sebastian Bach was <laughs> while you're watching sports. Explain to him how it's you know the sports are equally as interesting. It's like it's like a symphony. It's like a symphony. Yeah, like Skid Row. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Sebastian Bach. Um, I skipped a few here. We'll just say, finally, no having sex with a friend's sister or mom. I'm going to throw mom out of, yes, absolutely. Don't, no having anything. Not even like a relationship, a friendly relationship with your friend's mom. It's weird. Sister, I'm not going to say that's also because I have two sisters. And to be honest, like, if one of them, well, one of them's married. But if the other one, like, started dating a friend that I knew was, like, a good dude, like, there you go. That's who you want your sister to be with. Yeah. You want your sister to be with someone you know is not a piece of shit. Yeah. You know is a good person. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say mom, absolutely not. Sister, tread lightly. Walk as carefully as you can down that line. <laughs> but do it right. You know, do it. Do it right. Oh, man. We're, we're uh, yeah, we should wrap it up. Um, fuck. I wanted to get to this. What? Ask me. We could, right? We could. All right. Here, this is something I want you to actually. Uh, you did such a good job reading. Oh, uh, you, read you don't something? have to. Not this whole thing. It's way yeah. too long. Uh, this is something I printed out. It's about a new product on the uh, market. And just start reading. You'll figure it out. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> when it comes to grooming my lady area, <laughs> I prefer the ultimate in painful hair removal waxing. Having a stranger. Wait. Having a stranger swiftly strip my vag of hair is just more relaxing and convenient of a way of taking care of down there than shaving. But getting consistent professional waxes can be expensive as hell. Oh, really? Is that only in New York City? Am I the only one who pays close to $100 for a bare vagine? Vagine? (laughs) Vagine? Vagine? Vagine. I'm sorry. Am I the only one who pays close to $100 for a bare vagine? Vagine. Probably. So I'm stuck shaving. Except taking shark blades to my lady garden has always made me afraid of nicking my clitoris. <laughs> sure. Thankfully, I've never cut myself shaving my legs, but I've heard horror stories, and I can only imagine the same agony would ensue if my hand were to slip and, whoops, cut my love button. Enter the VJJ visor. What is this? That's right, y'all. Such a thing exists. This disposable product, whose patent is pending, obviously, <laughs> is a tiny hat designed to cup your clitoris as you try and get a close, even bikini wax-like, shave on your sensitive bits. Here's how it works. You take the boat-shaped device and place it vertically over your inner vulva area. What? Between, yeah, yeah, you know, between your vagina lips, a.k.a. labia majora, the VJJ visor effectively covers... From your clitoris to the bottom of your bum. That's a lot of shaving ground. (laughs) Once the visor is properly protecting you, your vaginal muscles should naturally hold it in place. No, hold on. This is a visor. Will it also keep the the sun out of my eyes? Absolutely, because as you know, the best light to shave in is the high noon sunlight. (laughs) Then you can shave the sensitive surrounding area like the top of your labia majoria. A spot I never groomed myself until now. My pussy's cleaner than a than a what is there? My pussy's cleaner than a waxed BMW. <laughs> While shaving, you must keep one hand on the device to make sure it doesn't slip. I found that for the most part. The VJJ visor stayed in one place, except for when I opened my legs real wide. <laughs> Once you're done, you can toss the product in the trash or sell it to the neighborhood teenagers for sniffing rights. <laughs> it doesn't the, say that. Doesn't yeah, 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 right there. With the visor protecting the most intimate part of my vagina, my vagina, vagina, my shaving fears melted away, and I have to admit, I've never had a better shave down there in my life. So, lady friends, if you two have the same fear of nicking your clitoris when shaving, I suggest you pick up this product, the VJJ Riser. $850, drugstore.com. <laughs> that's, that's, wow, that's, I want to, uh, not for perverted reasons, I just like actually like to watch a woman use that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Use. It's a, uh, apparently they're nine ninety nine. by the way. I don't know if it said the price on there, but I did see that. No, it said eight, it said eight bucks oh, on there. Oh, eight bucks. But I just, actually, I misread it as $850, because it sounds like a fucking brilliant idea. It does. I mean, I don't. First of all, I would just like to go on record and say the bear vagina is disgusting and weird. Don't do. I don't like that. Really? I do not like the bear. It's never, just, never. No, it's just. You gr- didn't go through a phase. No, it's to me. It always feels like you're trying to be a baby. 
Yeah. I'm a baby bum. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I'm not saying have a goddamn a chafalaya bush. Just <laughs> groom. You know, like just I, I groomage is. You know, I groom myself because I know it can get out of out of hand down there. I, grooming, yes, groom it, but it don't. You know, it doesn't need to be bald. It's weird. In fact, I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't because I don't. I've heard women say it increases sensitivity for them. Does it? I don't know why it would. Yeah, I don't see how it does. No. Um, but I don't know. Just uh, the, the, the the bald thing's weird. Bald thing's weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> we learned one thing. Yeah. The bald thing's weird. <laughs> All right, we should wrap it up here. Uh, Sean, uh, Twitter. Where did people find you on Twitter? At Mr. Sean Patton. M-R-S-E-A-N-P-A-T-T-O-N. I know it looks like Mrs. Ian Patton. You're not the first one, so don't tweet that at me. <laughs> uh, at Mr. Sean Patton. That's um, I do have a website. It's 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 going through some upgrades right now. So if you want to look at it, it's not very good. It's called IamSeanPatton.com. It will be better by October. October it's supposed to do the relaunch of it. But if you want to just know anything about me, follow me at Twitter. There you go. And I will I tweet things. Perfect. One last question: mm-hmm. Have you ever been fondled by Andy Dick? I have been in the room when he was fondling someone else. Uh, and they told they talked about it later. actually um I have been I was at the same festival where he called Eric Andre a uh half black comedian the n word oh um the Bridgetown festival a couple years back I was also there when he disappeared for a day um no I've never been fondled by him in fact the only time I've ever I do remember seeing Andy Dick at a festival once years back walking around clearly waiting to be mobbed. Like clearly being like I'm Andy Dick and I'm out in public. Why isn't it just a moment? Just a matter of time. Why people know all over my shit, you know. Um, but I also have met his two teenage sons. Yeah, which is real fucking weird. Gotta be. Like it's gotta be weird when your dad's a fucking psychopath. Like a psychopath. <laughs> that dude's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. You know. But yes, no. Um, He's not even someone I'd want to watch on stage anymore. It's like, I don't give a fuck. With you. I, I get it. You're probably, how many dogs' butts have you left? I don't care. You know? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. yeah, you're so crazy. Anyway. But no, so no, I've never been fondled by Andy Dick. <laughs> All right. Have you heard I had? Did you Google that and it came up? <laughs> Pat and fondled by Dick. <clears throat> that was a Yahoo alert. They mm-hmm. tend to get things wrong. Right. That was a Bing alert. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sean. We did it.